Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Journey to Purpose podcast, your source for Christ-centered girl talk and inspiration. I am your host, Ilana Major, and I hope that you are as excited and inspired by this message as I am. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello. Great morning, great afternoon, great evening to you. Whatever time it is that you are tuning into this podcast, I wish you a great one. I hope that this day is awesome for you. Um, If you've been tuning in to the past few episodes, then you know we are in the vein of forgiveness. Per usual, I have another message of encouragement that has been birthed out of me via the Holy Spirit. And so I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys today's message. But before I get into today's message, I want to thank everyone who is tuning into this podcast episode. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you for tuning in. If you are returning, thank you so much for returning and coming back. I appreciate all of you guys and all of your love and support and encouragement to me. Um, Without further ado, I want to get into today's episode. Today's episode is actually going to be, I always say this, that it's going to be heavy on the word. You guys know that I do my best to make sure that I, um, I lace my messages with the word of God. Um, I know that there are people listening to this podcast who probably don't read the Bible often. There are some of you guys who do, but there are going to be lots of people listening to this podcast who aren't familiar with the Bible and aren't familiar with the word of God. So I always want to make sure that everything that I do and everything that I say, that it is centered around the word of God. Okay, you guys. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about dealing with the one who hurts you. All right, you guys, before I get into all of that, I want to share in the spirit of transparency, you guys pray for me because as we are talking about forgiveness, um, it would just really (laughs) be, I don't even want to say the divine plan of God, but it's crazy how um, you can be speaking on something and you can be working your way through a topic in the word of God. And then that same something um, comes to your doorstep. So I find myself in a predicament right now where I am truly working through the process of forgiveness, where I'm truly trying to make sure that I model what God is revealing in his word concerning forgiveness. So with that being said, put a prayer up for your girl, because listen here. Even though I speak these messages and I'm able to read these scriptures and all of these things, I want you guys to know that even for me, um, who I try my best to really walk with the Lord, even being a minister and all of those things, I am still flesh. (laughs) I am still walking in flesh just as you guys are. And sometimes forgiveness can be hard. I don't even want to make it seem as if it's a walk in the park. I know that if you're listening to this podcast and you're going, Ilana, forgiveness is hard. I am right there with you. I understand where you are coming from. And so what we are going to do is we're going to continue to set our heart on forgiving. We're going to continue to keep praying and asking God to help us forgive because we need to be forgiven from God. And not just that, we want to move about in this life having our heart not heavy, not being weighed down um, by offenses and by bitterness and all of those things. And so 
Um, I want to get right into the message. Let me leave that alone. All right. So you guys, we are going to be talking about Joseph. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me to the book of Genesis. We are going to be looking at the book of Genesis chapter 45. And I'm just going to read, um, I'm going to read some of these verses, but the story of Joseph is very lengthy. So feel free (laughs) to dig into the scriptures and to begin reading his story. But for the sake of today's message, we are going to be reading from Genesis 45. And this is what it says. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all of his attendants. And he cried out, have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him and Pharaoh's household heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother, Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been a famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will be no plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve you for a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Man, let me tell you something. When I read the story of Joseph and how Joseph modeled forgiveness before us, Joseph Outside of Jesus, baby, Joseph is the blueprint. (laughs) And so as I look at the story of Joseph, there are so many things that pop out to me. But what I'm going to try to do is condense it and give you guys five particular things um, that I see in this particular scripture that we as Christians ought to model in terms of forgiveness. So the first thing that I identified in here is when I see that it says um, that Joseph cried out. In the beginning of this chapter, it starts out by saying, then Joseph could no longer control himself before his all of his attendants. And he cried out Um, and it says that he wept so loudly that everyone heard him. Right. And people heard about it. What I love about this is it reinforces the message that we were talking about last week. Um, the importance of acknowledging our pain. And so the first thing that I want to share with you guys that it is important for you to do if you are going to be able to forgive and move forward, you have to be able to acknowledge your pain. Um, The statement that I'm getting ready to make is actually uh, fairly scientific. Um, If you do not acknowledge your pain or give voice to your pain, it will find another way to express itself. A while ago, I read a book called The Body Keeps the Score. And in that book, it detailed how pain, pain that we experience, how rejection that we experience, how all of these negative emotions that we experience gets embedded within our tissues and that it is embedded in our very cells. And then that ultimately those negative emotions, uh, they produce some type of illness or they in some type of way um, they manifest. And so I want to encourage all of you guys who are listening to this podcast right now 
If you are finding yourself holding on to something, I want you to begin letting it go. I want you to begin. If you don't know how, just ask God. I promise you, if you seek God, if you ask God, God is faithful. If you truly go to God with a pure heart saying, Lord, I want to forgive God. Help me to forgive. God will truly help you to forgive. The Holy Spirit will truly begin to um, aid you and help you to release that negative, those negative emotions, to release that bitterness, to release that unforgiveness. You guys, forgiveness is so important, even to our very health. And so what I like about Joseph is that Joseph cried out. And when Joseph cried, Joseph was not even worried about how loudly he cried. Folks heard about how he cried. And so I love that Joseph was willing to face it. And Joseph was not Joseph was not so into his pride that he could not admit that he was in pain. He was not so led by his pride that he didn't acknowledge his pain before the one who hurt him. Um, I think a lot of that is truly rooted in pride. If you listen to last week's episode, you know, I spoke about that extensively. And so I'm going to move on to the next thing that I saw in this particular body of text. Joseph addresses the offense and faces the ones who harmed him. In this particular body of scripture, Joseph acknowledges the fact that he has been hurt and he acknowledges exactly what was done to him. He speaks to the ones who heard him saying, this is what you did to me. And so for some of you guys who are listening to this, um, you don't have any peace because you haven't had the opportunity to confront the one who hurt you. You haven't had an opportunity to or you know what? I won't even say the opportunity. There are some of you guys who have been holding on to so much pride. There are some of you guys who um, have a fear of being vulnerable. Some of you guys are so fearful of being vulnerable that you will not admit to that person how deeply they wounded you, how you you will not even admit you are over here like I'm going to keep the illusion going. I'm not even going to let them know that I'm that I'm in pain like this. I'm not even going to let them know that they got me this time. And so um, I love that Joseph is not displaying those characteristics. Joseph is being so we see Joseph being willing to acknowledge his pain. Right. And so for some people, they would view that as being weak. But when I tell you it takes strength to do that, then we see Joseph model strength that a lot of us do not have. Joseph is not cowardly about this thing. He's like, I'm your brother, the one you sold into slavery. Um, I love that he was willing to face them, you guys. And for some of you who are listening to this, God's word to you on today is that he has not given you the spirit of fear, but power, love and sound mind. And so what God is saying to you is that he wants you to release the fear of what could happen, what might happen. If you tell this person how deeply you were offended or if you tell this person how they hurt you, um, I don't know who this is for because it's certainly not going to be all of you. But there are certain ones, especially those of you guys who are living with the person who deeply wounded you, especially those of you guys who have to work daily with the one who offended you. Um, In some of those situations, I can totally see why God is saying It is good for us to face the one who offended us. And then there are going to be others of you who God will say, do not address them. Do not say anything to them. Just let it go and forgive. And so I 
I really challenge you to pray and ask God, what is Lord, what is your mandate concerning this for me? Lord, what do you want me to do concerning this? And if you're listening to this and a particular person came to your mind and a particular situation came to your mind, I want to encourage you to pray and ask God how he would have you move in that regard. Okay, so moving on to the next thing. The fact that Joseph addressed this, but he did not address this in front of everyone. When you read the scriptures, this is what it says. It says, have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. He made everybody who was not family exit the room. And so Joseph, um, man, when I look at this story, there's just so there's so many nuggets in it. A lot of the times we miss the mark because when somebody hurts us or wounds us, we want to get on Facebook, baby. We want to TikTok about it, YouTube about it. We want to um, get on a loud horn and tell everybody about what they have done. A lot of the times we end up in trouble with God. We end up offending God because we have been so offended and we're so in our emotions that we don't even stop to fully process it and to consider um, what God would have us do regarding this. And so in Joseph's situation, he does the exact opposite. He's like, if you're not family, exit the room. And this is a word to everyone who is going through with family members. Um, there are times where things that are going on with the family, there are times where you don't expose those things online. There are times where you try to keep the honor for that particular person. I know that some of you guys have family members who have done um, egregious things to you. But at the same time, you don't want to get in trouble with God because of your response to what they have done. Let God deal with that situation. Um, do not put yourself in a predicament <laughs> where you got to get a spanking from God because no spanking from God feels good. I promise you that. I can testify because I am a person who typically gets spanked by God rather quickly after I've done something I didn't have any business doing. And so for those of you guys who have recently been wounded, I want to encourage you to handle things the biblical way. As a matter of fact, when I say handle things the biblical way, I want to give you guys another verse that um, supports what Joseph did. And that particular verse is Matthew 18, 15. This is what it says. Moreover, if your brother or sister sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. You guys heard that? Alone. I'm going to read that again. Moreover, if your brother or sister sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. Some translations say if he hears you, you have won your brother. And so when I think about that scripture, what God is saying is that um, this uh, we we have gotten so into a culture of the Internet and putting people on blast and cancel culture and all of those things that we have forgotten about what the word of God says in dealing with offenses. The word of God teaches us that we go to the person who offended us privately. We do not expose them to everyone that is around. We do not curse them out in public. We do not go to Facebook and get them told. We do not write 
10 paragraphs and send it to everybody in the group chat about what this person has done. And I understand your pain when you feel tempted to do those things. Trust me, I do. I have been offended just like you have. But God's word to us is, God's expectation for us is to handle things the godly way. And in this particular situation, the godly way to handle this is to deal with the person who offended you separate from everyone else, to go to them alone. Let it be just you and them. Now, I also want to say when I read this verse, something that I saw in it that I had never saw before. At the end of the verse, it says, if they listen to you, if he hears you, you have gained your brother. When I read that scripture, something that I see in it, um, when he says that you've gained your brother, that says to me that there are some situations where you will not gain a brother, where you will actually lose a brother. And even though this is not in my list of points that I want to make up to you guys on today, I think I stressed this last week. I want to be very clear, you guys, that forgiveness and reconciliation are not one and the same. They're not one and the same at all. Um, there are God is calling you to forgive no matter what all the time, okay? But God is not telling you to place yourself back in a predicament to be re-victimized over and over and over again. I do not believe that that is God's portion for you. He's not called you to be a doormat. Um, wives, he has not called you to stay in a marriage where this man is continuing to be unfaithful, putting your health at risk. I want you guys to listen to that. And I want you guys to be mindful to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always lead you and guide you when it is an ending of a thing. He'll always guide you and lead you out of it. And so um, I just want you guys to be mindful of that. And even though this scripture says, if they listen, you have won your brother. There's another uh, version that says, if they take heed, you have won your brother over. Um, but again, in some situations, the brother is going to be lost. In some situation, some type of separation is going to have to happen. Even when you guys take a look at the story of um, Abraham and his nephew Lot, how some separation had to take place because all of the strife that was happening separation is biblical. No matter what you guys think, <laughs> separation is biblical. And at times that is God's will. So we have to be okay with that. All right. So I want to move on to my next point. The next thing that I see, the next thing that I see is that Joseph received the offense as if it were the divine plan of God. So here's what Joseph says. Joseph says, but God sent me ahead of you to preserve you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. I love how Joseph is truly embodying Romans 8, 28. And you guys know, if you listen to this podcast, this is one of my favorite verses and I'm always quoting it and I'm going to quote it again. <laughs> and we know that all things work together for the good, or I should say, and we know that God works all things together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. 
And so in this situation, we see that God worked that thing together for Joseph's good. And my word to you on today is I don't care how they offended you. God is working it together for your good. I don't care how they hurt you. God is working it together for your good. I don't care how they betrayed you. God is working it together for your good. I don't care how they backstabbed you. God is working it together for your good. I don't care how they lied on you. God is working it together for your good. I don't care how they rejected you. God is working it together for your good. I don't care how they left you. God is working it together for your good. There is no thing that God is not able to work together for our good. And so I want you to take the limits off God and know that God is able to whatever the situation is, whether it be a situation with a parent who walked away, whether it be a situation with a spouse who walked away, whether it be a situation with a child who's disrespectful, who has wounded you in some type of way, whether it be a situation at work, wherever it is, God is able to work it out for your good. I'm telling you guys, I can testify. I have seen it over and over and over and over again. God will turn your pain into a true testimony. And I'm not saying that to be cliche. I'm telling you guys, that is the truth of how God operates. But for us, we have to begin the process of forgiveness if we want to get to the other side of seeing the good of what we have gone through. So, all right, you guys, um, Joseph received the offense as if it were the divine plan of God. Joseph understood that all of the pain that he went through and being imprisoned and all of those things, everything that he endured, he understood that God was working through it all. And so I want to remind you that God is working through it all, no matter what it looks like. God is working in and through it all. What would your life be like? How differently would your thought process be if you thought about the pain or if you thought about the offense that was done to you or how you were harmed or hurt? If you thought about that and said, what good is in this for me? What is God trying to show me in this? How is God trying to grow me in this? If you looked at it in that way, how much growth spiritually will you, would you actually attain? How much um, more peace would you even have if you began to look at it that way? If you took your unforgiveness that you have toward that person and you took all the energy of that and you put it in, Lord, what do you want to show me in this? God, how do you want to change my heart in this? God, are you teaching me forgiveness in this? Lord, I surrender myself before you. God, use this, God, to develop me in some type of way. What if that was your attitude toward what you are going through or what you have been through? All right, you guys. So I got to move on. Um, I want to make sure that I, I get all my little points out the way, okay? Um receive it as if it was coming from the hands of his heavenly father. So that's basically what Joseph did. Um, the last thing that I want to kind of say um, that I see that Joseph did that is really important for me to acknowledge here is that once Joseph acknowledged the offense, baby, if you read this chapter after Joseph acknowledges the offense, it is never spoken of again. It does not come back up. You do not see Joseph Chapter after chapter, verse after verse, talking about, I remember when y'all drug me. I remember how y'all left me. And let me tell you what happened after you left me. I was accused by this man's wife of rapes, falsely accused at that. They done put me in prison. I was in prison for years. 
at no point do you see Joseph dragging on. And so um, for somebody who is listening to this, this might not be, um, it might not be what you want to hear, but God's word to you is you are no victim. Stop playing the victim. And so Joseph doesn't play the victim. Joseph doesn't drag it out. Joseph simply addresses the offense. And once he addresses the offense and the pain of the offense, Joseph moves forward. And so for some of you guys, <laughs> what you are going to have to do is stop talking about it. I know it's painful, but stop talking about it. If you are anything like me, when somebody harms me, um, it's almost like there's a process that you go through where initially there's so much pain and all of those things, right? But then you get to a place where you're a little bit better, but then let's say you speak to someone who you haven't spoke to in a little while and you're filling them in and you tell them about something that's happened to you and they start going off and they start giving it all of this negative energy. And before you know it, you are back at at the start button, okay, with your forgiveness. And so one of the ways that you can stop that from happening is to simply stop talking about it. Okay. I remember years ago, I was talking to one of my friends and I was telling her about a situation that had happened and how I had worked through the process of forgiveness concerning a particular person. And as I was speaking about it and she was, girl, what? I can't believe she was getting me back hyped up and she recognized it. And I will never forget this because this was so much wisdom in this moment. I recognized it. Well, she recognized it. And what she said to me was, you know what, Ilana? She's like, I see that you have you have forgiven and you're working on that. And she said, I don't want to take you back to that place of hurt. And so I'm going to let this go and I'm going to quit talking about it. And that really um, that really showed me something that really showed me how important it is that when you say you have truly forgiven to release it and to stop speaking on it. All right. So those are my points that I want to address on today. I'm sure that I could have pulled multiple other points out of the scripture before the sake of time. I don't want to do too much. So the last thing that I want to give you guys before we cut out of here is um, just a list of I want to title it. You know, you have truly forgiven when. Okay, five particular things, you know, you have truly forgiven when. You no longer want to pay them back for the offense. Listen, <laughs> I know that can be tough because a lot of us were raised where if somebody hit us, baby, we get our lick back. And so um, you know that you've truly forgiven them when you no longer want your lick back, when you're no longer concerned with how you can make them feel the pain that you feel, when you're no longer <laughs> trying to in some way inflict harm on this person, you know you've truly forgiven. All right, number two. You know you have truly forgiven when you wish no ill will towards them. You do not want that person to be harmed. You do not want that person to get sick. You do not want that person to die anymore. Yes, I said it because some of you guys, your mind has gone there when, when a person has upset you so. Um, but you no longer wish ill will towards them at all. That's when you know you've forgiven. Number three. You know you've truly forgiven when you have stopped talking about it <laughs> and no longer 
tried to ruin their reputation by sharing what they did. <laughs> for those of you guys who have been divorced, <laughs> I know this might be a little tough for you. <laughs> for those of you guys who um, have gone through pain and it seems like it's fresh, I know that it's difficult to imagine that you're going to get to a place where you no longer want to talk about it. But I want to remind you, baby, that all seasons come to an end. All seasons come to an end. Nothing lasts forever. The pain that you're currently experiencing, it will not last forever. Um, the Bible says that weeping endure, weeping may endure through the night, but joy comes in the morning. Um, when I say a night, you guys, I realize that a night that just doesn't equal one night the way that we see it, but a night can be a season where you're going through pain. But God has already promised you that there is joy on the other side of it. And so I want you guys to work on that again. You know, you have truly forgiven when you have stopped talking about it and are no longer trying to ruin their reputation by sharing what they have done. All right. Number four, you know, you have truly forgiven when your mood does not become altered in a negative way when you see or encounter them. Have you guys ever heard the statement that he who angers you controls you? Um, I promise you, if a person can control your emotions just by entering a room, they have control over you. My prayer for you guys on today is that you truly get free of bitterness, that you truly get free of unforgiveness, that you truly begin to let some of those things go. Um, some of those offenses and those pains that, you know, you felt. I really pray that God does a work on the inside of you. I really pray that God does something to your heart where you begin to let those things go. All right. Number five. You know you have truly forgiven when their blessings do not anger you <laughs> and their pain does not please you. <laughs> you guys heard me right. I'm going to say that one more time. You know that you have truly forgiven when their blessings do not anger you and their pain does not please you. So when you get to the point where you're no longer saying, I don't understand why something good has happened to them because they are so trifling. I don't understand why she got that promotion because she's a backbiter. She's gossipy. She's messy. I don't understand how he, he got married so quick. He's a cheater. I don't understand why these positive things are happening for them because I dot, 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 whatever it might be that you are thinking. When you get to a point where you stop being upset that in some way there is goodness in their life, you will realize that you've truly forgiven. When you get to a point where hearing there's something negative about them, and what do we say? When something negative happens to somebody who has done something harmful to us, we will very quickly let it slip off the lip. That's what they get. <laughs> we won't think twice about it. We like, see, you reap what you sow. <laughs> not, not even understanding the totality of that verse, but we're quick to say, we're quick to have pleasure in the fact that they're going through pain. And I think that God really wants to grow us and that God wants to mature us in the area of forgiveness. Um, before I close out, I just realized that I missed a point. And the last point that I missed is that um, something that I see in Joseph that God wants for us to do is 
Joseph blessed his brothers. Yes, the same brothers that left him for dead. The same brothers that were so envious of him because of the favor that his father um, had towards him. The same brothers who were envious because of his coat of many colors. Same ones who left him for dead, or I will quote unquote, because to me, you didn't know what were gonna, what was going to happen to him when you sold him into slavery. But those same brothers, Joseph, at the end of this, Joseph blesses them. And so for some of you guys, you like, listen, everything she did to me, <laughs> if I see her stranded, I am not pulling over. That's unforgiveness speaking. Um, and so what I want to say to you guys on today is that blessing blessings may not be monetary or may not be in the way that we see Joseph blessing his brothers in this story. Blessing them might be that um, you really pray for good things for them. You really hope that no, no harm comes to them. Blessing them is saying, we're no longer friends, but man, I hope her babies are okay. We're no longer friends, but God, I pray that you would order her steps. We are no longer friends, Okay. Um, but I pray, Lord God, that you would draw them closer to you, whatever it might be. But God is such a great God. <laughs> when I think about these stories throughout scripture and his word and how he lays out forgiveness before us, it is just so amazing. The instructions that he's really given us. Um, so the last thing that I want to say before I close out. And I know I keep saying this, but you guys know I'm a preacher and that's just what we do. So let me <laughs> say these last couple of things and then I am done with this episode. But I want to remind you that the harm that was done to you will not alter God's plan for your life. The way that they wounded you, that person who walked away or that person um, who was not there, who should have stayed. I want to I want you to know that what they did will not alter God's plan for your life. You guys see that Joseph ended in the palace, baby, when he started out in the pit. And so there are some people who would have saw this, who would have saw where he began, and they would have automatically assumed that nothing good was going to come out of it. But the God that we serve is able to do all things. The God that we serve work miracles. The God that we serve, he's a healer. The God that we serve... He not only forgives us, but he teaches us how to forgive. He walks us through the process of forgive. He's given us his Holy Spirit to usher us into forgiveness. And so no matter what you have gone through, no matter what pain you have endured, um, no matter what you thought you were not going to bounce back from, I'm here to remind you that none of it will stop God's plan for your life. None of it will hinder God from blessing you. None of it will change the fact that you're favored. None of it will stop you from getting what God has for you. And I simply want to remind you of that. And if I can just share this one more time before we go, I want to read Romans 8, 28. And we know that God works all things together for the good of them that love him and are called according to his purposes. With all those things being said, you guys be spirit led in this forgiveness process. For the one who has found it difficult, I want you to begin praying and asking God to help you to forgive. Um, I said all of these things. Um, Hoping that 
somebody would be touched by this message. If this message has blessed you in any way, please leave me a review <laughs> or um, share this message with somebody else. And so with all that being said, I love you guys. I pray blessings over you. I pray that God gives you a heart to forgive. I pray that you begin to model the process of forgiveness, just as we saw Joseph do in this story on tonight. I love you. I love you. I love you. Peace out. If you're listening to this message, that means that you've finished this entire episode. And for that, I want to say thank you. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider supporting us by sharing the podcast, by subscribing to this podcast, and also by leaving us a review. We would greatly appreciate it if you could do those things. Again, thank you for tuning in. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Peace out.